What's the word, y'all? We switching things up a little bit today. This is the Welcome to the Lou podcast. Today, we got a special interview. Let me introduce myself. I'm your boy, Cool Cal. And today, I'm interviewing my nigga, my cousin, my favorite producer, Mr. Killer Three. How you doing, sir? Hey, man, I'm doing good, man. I, you know, as Charlemagne would say, I'm blessed and highly favored. You know what I'm saying? To see today and with all my senses and all that good stuff. You know, taking everything one day at a time. For sure, for sure. Yes, sir. So, uh, we're just going to dive right into this, man. Um, I'm sure that people want to know, like, where did you get the inspiration for the name Killer Threat? Well, uh, Killer Threat... When I was uh, coming up, when I was eight, uh, you know, that's when I got put on. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to the uh, the 60s and everything uh, from the Cochran Projects. But uh, I know back in the day, my father used to call me Killer as a nickname. And then my mother's older brother, who's uh, from the Cochran, uh, my Uncle Ronnie, he used to call me Killer as well. All the way into my teenage years. Used to that just was my nickname, so I was like, okay, killer was a non-factor, you know what I'm saying? As far as uh, oh, it was a major factor as far as uh, me creating my name. Now the threat part, if you're from St. Louis, you know everybody is temperamental. You know, uh, a lot of people don't uh, take no mess, so everything is a threat, you know what I'm saying? And I'm the one that uh, that that. Goes ahead and try to check situations and nip things in the bud ASAP, uh, like all my other uh, St. Louisans that are around. You know what I'm saying? So we go ahead and try to nip threats in the bud. That's the this is what I stand on. That's the ground that I tread on. Uh, so killer threat just seemed, you know what I'm saying, like a name that I can roll with and feel comfortable that would describe me, describe where I'm from, describe part of what I was called through my childhood, through my adolescent years, you know what I'm saying, it was like, in uh, even the streets, you know what I'm saying, uh, shout out to the uh, Cochran representatives, you know what I'm saying, back in the day they used to call me T-Man, so it w- used to be Killer T, you know what I'm saying, the threat came as far as when I was 17, 18. You know what I'm saying? And I just got to putting some things together, you know. But, uh, yeah, that's just how the name came about. All right, for sure, for sure. Um, and, you know, we've been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Since a very young age. So um, what really influenced you to make you just jump in this thing and say, I want to be an artist, I want to be a producer? Oh, man. I know this probably going to... Uh, show my age but you already know my real hip-hop heads that's listening to this should be able to relate to where i'm coming from so when i was young the first group that i ever seen was kid and play and house party the uh first couple of house parties how they used to go ahead and control the crowd Classic. Uh, Classic. was serious about their emceeing um i even tried when i was like six seven years old even tried to grow a, a box Cause I was just so infatuated with how kids' box used to be so nah, damn yeah, that big old yeah, 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 racing head, yeah, yeah. Racer head man. <laughs> I, I, I used to love that man. Get the hot, the hot uh, combs and comb out my hair, mm-hmm. popping and everything like that. But 
excuse me but yeah man um i first got influenced by kid and play and then i but they were adults now when i got influenced by kids is when i was eight and i seen crisscross when they came out with jump for the very first time shout out crisscross man um rest in peace chris kelly people don't get him enough credit for their influence right people don't get jermaine dupree his, his flowers for real mm-hmm. crisscross was a big influence man yeah and I remember back in the days, you know what I'm saying, when I was in elementary school, crisscross even influenced backwards day where you could wear your jeans backwards, your shirts backwards. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was it was all G, but that was a major influence on me. So once I got with crisscross, I was like, yeah, I could see myself doing this. And plus I liked to write stories back in the day. Um, used to like to write like many novels or many books when I was real young. And then I started to do my writing thing as well but my major influences first was kid and play then crisscross you know what i'm saying before you know i, st- I started to venture out and discover like bone thugs and harmony and and twister and you know what i'm saying hypnotized camp posse with three six mafia and oh, e40 and the click you know what i'm saying ugk you know, outcast amongst a whole plethora of other people, but that's just early '90s. You know what I'm saying? The mid '90s. That's that's just what I was on as far as my influences are concerned. So, oh, for sure. Yeah. So, um, you also are a trendsetter. You also were before your time. So, I know we got a certain line of questions, but I wanted to ask this question yeah. to you specifically because. You were the first person I ever knew to have Fruity Loops, man. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Fruity Loops, I got to give a shout out uh, first to my homeboy, Marcel Gardner. Uh, He the one that put me on Fruity Loops, uh, as well as uh, my homeboy, Big Biz, Mr. Kenneth Floyd. We was all Fruity Loop heads. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, we, we started on Fruity Loops at a time where it was not popular. At all To at produce all. on Fruity Loops if, I, I remember back in the day If you was on Fruity Loops Producers would dog you out yeah. If you couldn't play on a beat machine If you couldn't play the instruments They dogged you out For real They just felt like it was a, a cheat code But it was a cheat code that they couldn't even master Because they couldn't get the fact that Fruity Loops is a sequencer and everything is timed by a metronome. And once you get the timing signatures down through the metronome and know how to add things, blend things, mix things within Fruity Loops, you got the game and you can run with it. But people ain't feel like trying to learn a new. Everybody was still on the MPC game. And I'm, I'm down. The first beat machine my, my pops gave me was a boss beat machine. And I had a Yamaha keyboard and everything and used to make beats before I even got the Fruity Loops. Fruity Loops maximized it where I was able to record what I was doing in the in the keyboard into the Fruity Loops where I could just play it once and then I can loop the same thing, add it and then add it to the Fruity Loops and they'll loop that as well. It was just like adding patterns and sequencing and everything like that. Uh, shout out to Mr. Fruity Loop King. He know why I'm talking about because we, we all started. Shout out Fruity Loop King, man. Yeah. He, he caught on them beats too, man. Facts, facts. Major facts. For sure, for sure. Yeah. But that, yeah, that's 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 just what it was, man. Um, I, I, I love Purdue and I still produce, as you already know, with Fruity Loops to this day. Until the day I perish. Absolutely. I'm gonna be a Fruity Loop man. Shout out my boy T Dot too, man. He 
He, yeah. he a monster on that Fruity Loops thing too. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, shout out to everybody using Fruity Loops. I think it really blew up when uh Soldier Boy. Oh yeah. You don't want to admit it, but Soldier Boy was the one that really blew it up. Well, before that, um, Crime Out. Oh yeah. Knuck if you book was a Fruity Loops beat. Yeah, it sure was. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, man, most definitely. I forgot what's uh, I think the uh, producer's name Lil J. Lil J, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. Having Fruity Loops in 99, 2000, they was going to dog you. Yeah. They was going to dog you. Uh, and I started from Fruity Loops, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's some good history. Um, one thing about Killer Threats music, um, it's soulful. It um, you're you you're a storyteller. You um, all your albums have a sequence. They have a a certain character to them. You know what I'm saying? Um, what drives your creativity in that way to sequence your albums mm-hmm. in that fashion and just put together stuff that can almost sound like a, a musical score when you listen to it through and through? Uh, shoot, like. What influences me to do that is just be like life situations, things that people can relate to. Um, I know my life story, um, a lot of people, especially from my city, from our city, can uh, relate to because we all come from the same place, uh, walk the same lines and have to deal with the same issues and deal with the same things. So uh, sometimes it could be a street mentality. Sometimes it could be family mentality. Sometimes it could be just from an OG standpoint where I can go ahead and kick some knowledge. I just try to go ahead and attack different angles at different vantage points. You know what I'm saying? So I won't keep myself in a box. And I know that sounds cliche, but that's like really important as far as being an artist. With every uh, album that I create, it has to have a concept about the album. So I could be able to tell a story as fluently from top to bottom, left to right, from beginning to end, as fluently as possible, if that uh, makes any sense. But I mean, uh, yeah, I just try to, you know, intertwine some things and uh, do what I do with the wordplay, do what I do with the storytelling, and hopefully people can gravitate to what I do and how I do things. And if you haven't heard, you know, got a few albums out there. So, yeah, definitely got some great music out there. Um, everybody that that gets a, a whiff of your music, they be like, "Man, it's just breath of fresh air." It's just mm-hmm. like what he's saying is flowing. It's you know, it's going, it's flowing. He's talking about something, right? And we don't get a lot of that these days. We get a lot of braggadocio, a lot of you know, fantasy stuff. But you got people that's you know, really going through real life situations, and I feel like you touch on that. You know, you, you, your music is more reality-based than a lot of other artists. Yeah, thank um, you. Uh, no doubt, no doubt. Um, so, with that being said, you know, you've, got, you've made plenty of records, mm-hmm. plenty of albums, including one with myself. Yes, trust, trust. Um, give me your favorite album. Which album did you have the most fun creating? Mm-hmm. And what's your favorite record that you've ever done? Uh, the album that I had the most fun creating now is this solo album joint albums or oh any album so I would say the album that I had the most fun creating more than likely would have been the first cataclysm just because I ventured out with you a part of that as well mm-hmm. I ventured out and did a 
a multitude of songs with a variety of people not not from just within my circle but from other hoods and other sets and other parts of St. Louis so they can go ahead and put their flavor in the pot and we can go ahead and work off each other yeah. uh, I also worked with other producers I didn't all on that album I didn't just rap on my production I rapped on other St. Louis producers production as well so I just was testing myself at the same time testing everybody else that was around me to go ahead and give they all and put they all into this product or into this project you know so I would say Cataclysm by far the first Cataclysm uh, cause I love Cataclysm too as well yeah. Um, but yeah just as far as everybody putting their ingredients in the pot that was dope it was a real fun process yeah, I, I actually remember you talking about when you was making that album and how how it was just so different for you. How you enjoyed, like, I'm collaborating with people that's not in my circle, not in my camp, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I definitely thought that was the one you are gonna say, but to hear you say it, okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, what's, the, what's your favorite record that you made? Favorite record that I ever made? Yeah. Uh, right now will probably be uh, Charade. By you and me, <laughs> uh, will probably be the my favorite one because it just uh, touches uh, real things that happened in my life, which I know a lot of people can relate to. And my pop says that's one of his favorite songs off the album too. So uh, shout out, Unk man. Yeah, we appreciate the love and support for sure. For sure, for sure. But yeah, um, when I first heard the beat to that charade, I'm like, this is different. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is different. I say it sounds like some elevated music. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. And um, you know, we just I came up with the hook immediately and we just went from you like, nah, that's the hook. Go yeah. there and say that. Yeah. You know, like, you sure? Like, yeah, go there and say it. I was just saying some shit. Threw me in the booth, I made the hook. Mm-hmm. He came with the verse. It was a rap. Killed it. I said, man, I gotta come with it. And then I did my thing and that's the record, man. That's the yeah. record. Yeah, I enjoyed making that record. I enjoyed whenever we collab. Um, that's how we came to make our project. Because whenever I'm on your album or you on one of my projects, um, we always enjoy making the songs. And then people enjoy the songs that we had together. Like Lou oh, Town. Lou Town. People love Lou Town. Yeah. And and you know that's the theme music, y'all, to the Welcome to the Lou Town podcast. Is that instrumental? Is the song that he talking about actually? Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, Welcome to the Lou Town on my first project, Big Win. Yeah. 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 That was that was a big record for me. Um, But outside of the music thing, because we're so entrenched in this, we this is what we do. Right. Um, Outside of that, when you have free time. Mm-hmm. What do you enjoy doing? Sure. I enjoy, you know what I'm saying? And this is outside music. I enjoy spending time with my family. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody, I think, would. But, you know, 
I'm a family man, especially coming from a big family. Us coming from a big family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I love spending time with my father. Love spending time with my uncles and my aunties when I have time to. Love spending time with my sister, my uh, nieces and nephew when I have time to. Love spending time with my kids uh, when they allow me to spend time with them because they running around the house doing God knows what and they don't necessarily want to be under the authority figure at all times. Especially so, when our kids get together. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They ain't, they ain't worried about us unless they actually want something. Right. Like to eat or something like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, that's, that's basically what I like to surround myself with is family because when you surround yourself with family if it feels lovely you surround yourself with love with love comes truth you know what i'm saying so that's why i like to cover myself with you know for the lack of a better term so you ain't want to mention me whooping up in 2k in your free time i mean (laughs) like i always say dreamers can dream man (laughs) Everybody can have a dream, Cal. Oh, Everybody man. can have a dream. I ain't gonna oh. shoot down your dream. Cause I like to be honest with everybody, you know what I'm saying? I done I done took some L's. I done gave I done gave some L's I too. I took some L's too. Yeah, but you know, two K is a very tricky it, any dog have their day on two K. For sure, for sure. So it's all good. Um What's what's the most important to you? Love, loyalty, or respect? I would have to uh, say respect. And uh, the reason why, because I don't need necessarily everybody to love me. Because everybody throws that term around so loosely nowadays. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like uh, it's irrelevant to the conversation of when people say that they love you. Most of the time it's just them trying to say something that they'll think that you'll want to hear. Uh, loyalty, you know what I'm saying? It's so uh, hard to come by some real loyalty because some sometimes people's loyalty is conditional. Right. So I don't want no conditions with loyalty if it's gonna come my way, because I would want the loyalty or the love that I put out. I would want it to be reciprocated. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And even with me saying that I would want the love and the loyalty to be reciprocated, I even know just being a man about it. That's a condition. So, if you can't even go by that condition or reciprocate that, then I don't need that. But I most definitely, like you say, I'm going to need that respect. That respect is going to be most important. Because that's going to turn a good day into a bad day if you don't give me that. It's non-negotiable. That non-negotiable. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. That's all I'm saying. So, respect... No matter um, if you like me or don't like me, love me or don't love me, honor me or don't honor me, loyal to me or you're not loyal to me. If you at least give me the respect, we'll be good. We'll be right. Yeah. So I had to I had to rock with respect for sure. Uh, yeah, you know that's that's what I'm rocking with. Um, we come from a unique place, man. City mm-hmm. St. Louis. Yep. So many of our peers not here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what could you change about St. Louis if given the opportunity? Um, I would like to go ahead and uh, change like the mind state. And I'm like, when I state 
mind state. I'm stating like the way that we think as far as where we where we at and where we can actually go. So if I can go ahead and uh drop some jewels on the youth or drop some jewels on the OGs or just show them a different way or explain to them a different way because sometimes people don't want to hear you out you can only help those who are willing to want to hear you out so if I can go ahead and change the mind state of those and maybe drop a jewel they can take it back to their squad click, hood, set, whatever and spread the seed that I gave them then it can go ahead and change the whole situation when the situation is changed now how people perceive that neighborhood or that clique or that group of people the narrative will be changed entirely because now they have a new outlook on how to get things accomplished and they move in that way exactly they just move in different yeah. you gotta be the change that you want to, to see. see so if I could actually change one thing, it would just be how people perceive others, how they perceive themselves, how they perceive their environment. And if they perceive their environment in an entirely different way, they can get out the environment or do the same as I and help out those within that environment to make the environment better. But we just have to stop being so selfish and just being about ourselves or just being about our fam. Because at the end of the day, you can be about your family all you want to. But your family still have to coexist with others in this world that are not within that family circle. So how are you going to go ahead and make that environment better for them? Because your presence can only do so much help. Yeah. So. That's real. So, you know, there's plenty of negative about our city. We all know that. Yeah. But... Tell people like what you love about this city, cause this city does have a lot to offer for people that don't know. Um, they let people know you come to St. Louis, where you will love. You can say besides the food, uh, besides the Midwest culture, uh, besides uh, the ladies of St. Louis. You know what I'm saying? Cause we have some uh, beautiful women here in the city. You would like that people are. They won't hold anything back as far as they're going to be cutthroat honest with you. They most, they most definitely know you could perceive it as hating. You could perceive it as jealousy. But most, if not all, St. Louis is going to give you the straight up truth. You know what I'm saying? Now, it might be from how they see it or how they feel, but just know it's going to be the truth. And it ain't going to be where it's gonna be sugar coated and all that nah not unfiltered. it's gonna be <laughs> unfiltered for real and you just gotta go ahead and love and respect that people are at least generous enough to give you that unfiltered truth no matter how they spew it out they they trap is how they spill it out they trap so it's just unique yes it is man so um gonna wrap this thing on up yes, but tell people what you got going on what you got coming up well shoot uh right now if y'all don't know like every episode the cool killers album's most definitely out that's me and cool cow you know what i'm saying you could check that out uh may 30th which is like in a few days 
me and the other cuzzo, Grim Giuliani, we got a joint album called Grim Killers that's going to be coming out. And uh, the first single off of that is going to be COVID-19. You know what I'm saying? That we're going to be speaking on. So, And it's going to be storytelling. And it ain't going to be what you think it's about. But, you know, you cop the album or you go ahead and stream the album. You'll actually see where we're coming from with it. The album has uh, 12 tracks. So... And then at uh, in November, the end of November, I'm going to be dropping my solo album. It's called The Hood Delegate. It's a sequel to The Hood Philanthropist. So, The Hood Delegate, another banger, another 12 tracks, going to be coming out at the end of November. So Put that in somebody's stocking for Christmas or something, man, you know. Yeah. And that's going to have a lot of uh, influential hits on it for everybody from every walk of life. No matter if you in the streets, no matter if you in the corporate world, no matter if you are in the family world, you know what I'm saying? It's going to attack all things that are relatable. So. Quality music, man. Uh, so I appreciate your time, cuz. Yeah. You know. All right. You know how we do. Yes, sir. We're going to wrap this thing up. Appreciate y'all time. Welcome to the Loot Town Podcast. We streaming everywhere. Make sure y'all go to the site, www.killerthreat.com. That's important. You can get all the albums that he has produced. You can get all the beats. If you're looking for beats, highlight them. You can get our album from the website. You can get merch. Whatever you're looking for that's involving Killer Threat, killerthreat.com. Check it out. Right, and with that being said, y'all, another one in the books. We out.